Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com, that's where you go. You get all of your wrestling news. Or you can mosey on over, support us at FightfulSelect.com. It's the most direct way to support us. We break exclusive news there, like the Hardy Boys contract situation. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, We had some Daniel Bryan news, some Tommaso Ciampa news, lots of injury news over there. That is the most direct way to support us. So much so that Alex Anderson will be sponsoring the podcast for the next two months as he uncorked the greatest... Fightful, uh, honestly, they're joke tears, Alex. (laughs) We we put them up there sarcastically. Yeah. And and Uh, he pledged one. So Alex Anderson, our dude, uh, if you guys are subscribers of Fightful Select, you've seen me do retro reviews with him before. Uh, An A-plus dude, and that was wonderful. I mean, needless to say, what we do here at Fightful is not based on Facebook shares and clicks and all that stuff. It is Jimmy Van's vision and my vision was something way different, something we could have fun with and something that we could uh, bring you wrestling news with. So, oh man, that was that was special. It warmed my heart. It made me very happy. But hey, you don't have to stop the support in there, my friends. Leave a super chat here today and we will read your question or your statement on the air. But... Hey, go show Alex Anderson some love. He hasn't told me what he even wants me to plug for the next two months. So I'll just uh, go ahead and tell you guys to follow him on Twitter, at A. Anderson, A-A-N-D-R-A-S-O-N. Greatly appreciated. But Alex, I I am joined by Alex Palowski. Here he is. You've heard him. You've seen him. Hi. Yes, I'm here. Uh, Pretty cool for you to come back from the dead and join us here. Yep, uh, as we all know, if you are kicked off a podcast, uh, you die. Here, and at I'm least. Now allowed- yeah, exactly. R.I.P. Shane Helms and Matt Riddle. They'll never right. do anything in their afterlife. Nope. They're both dead. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I got a lot of people who were like, please, please, will you show up tonight and, and talk about the, the, the Cuckapalooza segment? And I was like, um, guys, I'm not even watching. Like, I have my first Monday off in forever. I watched later that night and this morning. I caught up. But like no, I I I would have loved to, but but no, I mean I I all I saw was a picture of Rusev standing next to Maria on the stage, and I said everything went crazy as soon as I leave. I don't know at that point. I didn't know why Rusev was back. I didn't know how he fat, fit fit into the whole cuck storyline, and I didn't know why he looked like Freddie Mercury had been bombed with gamma radiation and turned into the Hulk. I mean. I, I don't know. Looked like I, Freddie I will, Mercury took Morphoplex. Yeah, I, I will say this, that uh, I'd seen him with the mustache in an Instagram photo that he posted and immediately became gay. Like, it's the most beautiful man I'd ever seen, just so rugged with the mustache and the jawline. And I was like, I have to leave my wife now. But here's the thing. Sean, I was replaced on Raw 
ostensibly because I wasn't objective enough. And you have Denise on last night who says she hates all mustaches. I mean, hashtag not all mustaches. No, she said all mustaches. And I feel like that's kind of not objective. I'm just saying. I thought she did a great job, and the Monday night show is in great hands. But you got to make an exception for Rusev's mustache. My favorite idiot comment, and I don't like to call anybody that that watches our show idiots because I don't believe that, but this was an idiot when somebody was like, Sean Rossap says Alex was too negative. He got to be getting paid by WWE. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know that those two things are contingent because if that's Alex true. were paid by WWE, he would be negative. <laughs> that's true. I like to think I'm a man of my principles. And even if yeah. I was bribed by WWE, I'd still find fault with 65% of their programming. I want you to enjoy working, Alex. That's oh, what I absolutely. want. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? And, and me and you and Warren have seemed to have found maybe another formula where it's like, Maybe one week you focus right. more on AEW, one week NXT. Yep. Uh, I'm still foggy on the, the specific format, how we'll do it. Maybe it'll right. be first half AEW focus, second half NXT focus, mm-hmm. as opposed to back and forth. But I'm excited for that show. Uh, yeah. Excited, even though I won't get to be on the first one, and I'm <laughs> bummed out now. Because WWE, around the same time that they sent me my paycheck... Also, let me know that there's another Triple H media call tomorrow night, so I will be uh-huh. on that. We will be streaming those concurrently, so make sure you guys check it out. IG the King says, tonight's episode was amazing. Love you, Alex, with a couple of emojis. Oh, thanks. I assume that he means the Alex that donated $1,000, but... Oh, how, sorry, how presumptive of me. Yes. I also love that Alex, not as, me. Why would you love me? As opposed to the Alex on the screen. Yeah. Uh, we had some people that were like, Denise was nice, but I miss Alex. And I replied, well, Alex specifically went out of his way to tell me that he did not miss you. So just Listen, shower praise on Denise. I, I don't miss any of you. I don't know any of you. I never met you. I miss being on the show, and I'm glad you all watch me. But I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't miss any of you. I've never met you, but I'm very glad that you miss me. I think that's well, kind of awesome. I, I do want to say I have met hundreds of these people and I do miss them. I think they're oh, good, great good. people. I'm glad. <laughs> I, mean, I believe they, that I believe that they are, but I, I don't mean, want the thing to. Is, I mean, in, these the, people... in, in the interest of objectivity, Sean, I I, I don't want to say I miss somebody without actually having known them or gotten. To, I mean, you know, to be I fair, understand. I've gotten several of these people jobs. I've that's got a true. couple of these people jobs working at an MMA event. I'm, I'm calling next month, so that's good. hey, you, you never know what being nice to me might do for your life, people. So be nice to me, okay? Joseph Farley says, Sean. Congrats on the fat stacks of cash that you raise. Now you can cuss more and not feel the pinch. It's it's Jimmy. All that goes to Jimmy trying to cut in. I mean, we operate in the red here, guys. But um, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. It goes a long way. Uh, if you don't visit Fightful.com and you just check out these podcasts, make it your uh, viewing habit. FightfulWrestling.com is where to go if you only want the wrestling news. We've got match ratings. We've got opinion articles. We've got lots of interviews. Chris and Ashley interviewed Thunder Rosa this week. I've got an interview with Big E up this week. Got uh, a lot of long-form features up there. We've got a lot of exclusives. We're breaking news almost daily over there. One of those stories that I broke on FightfulSelect.com, the contract status of Matt and Jeff Hardy, Alex. Uh, I did some poking around. I found out that Matt Hardy's contract is still up, I believe, first or second week of March next year. Jeff's is not. And the reason for that is WWE has already extended it for what I'm told is, quote-unquote, at least a year. Now, this does several things. One, it keeps the Hardy boys from going elsewhere. Doesn't keep Matt from going elsewhere. And as we have learned, Alex... Matt doesn't necessarily need Jeff to come up with something brilliant. No, he does not. Yeah. And what it does for WWE is it keeps Jeff under their their auspices. And as we've seen, Jeff doesn't need Matt to succeed on his own, especially True. within WWE, almost exclusively in WWE. Although you could call his TNA run a success. There was a lot of weird shit that went on there. But what did you think of this move when you heard it? Well, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I also the fact that that Jeff has missed a lot of time with injuries, uh, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, ah, well, you know, we'll extend your thing, you know, because of the injuries. 
Um, all I, I think it's, it's smart, but devious as a lot of things that Vince does is the Hardy boys. He feels like are much more marketable and make more of an impact elsewhere for somebody else as a, as a duo, as opposed to just Matt leaving. Um, Matt, Matt, as far as I can tell, has been itching to like get back in, in on TV and do stuff. Like yeah. he's he's a creative dude who's got a lot of cool ideas. He tells me he tells me that he has uh, in an interview. I'm not like sneaking and sending him AOL instant messenger stuff. It's an interview I'm going to drop soon. Uh, that he's got at least two things that he considers like big that he's just got in the barrel ready to unleash. Yeah, yeah. I'm and I'm I'm I, I would be looking forward to that whenever and wherever yeah. they might be used. Uh, if if they're used elsewhere, that would be a stupid thing for WWE to do. I mean, they he's, he's incredibly him. smart and, and creative. Quite frankly, they signed him so he wouldn't use the broken thing anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I talked to him about that as well in an interview that I got dropping soon. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, Damn it, Alex, get your own bit. I'm the Rusev stand around here, and I would have loved <laughs> to have seen the reaction of SRS and Jimmy Van." For that kick-ass Fightful Select notice. Jimmy Van actually messaged me. I don't get a lot of messages from Jimmy Van on Tuesday nights. I don't get the fee- I, I don't know what his viewing habits are or anything. But I don't get a lot of them. So I knew. I was like, oh, what, what did I do wrong? What did I say on Twitter to get this message? <laughs> so we have to. Well, like, we even had to like make sure that we could still do some of the things there. One of the. The parts of that package, Alex, is getting Justin Roberts to like do a custom ring announcement. Needless mm-hmm. to say, his some things have changed for him since we've launched Fightful Select. True, he got a job, yeah, a really good job. So we we had to make sure that was all good to go, and uh, it is. Uh, Hannah Moore says, "Alex, top heel of Fightful." After <laughs> that comment, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Melissa's the the top heel of Fightful, right? Everybody That's loves true. me. They're ready to watch me. Beat Melissa, 6 p.m. Wednesday, Thumb War for the Fightful Ooh. Championship. It is official. It's happening. Uh, it was supposed to happen last week, Alex. It's happening this week. Jimmy Van is over the pneumonia. Fightful. Listen, your boy. Tune in. We got SmackDown to talk about, though. It did happen. It does exist. We always get those people that are like, I know it's your show and you get to do whatever you want, but it's a SmackDown show. So let's talk about SmackDown. <laughs> For September 17th. It kicks off with the New Day defeating Revival and Randy Orton. Well, if you wondered if this feud, this Randy Orton feud, was going to extend any longer, this pretty much dropped the big elbow on it. Uh, Well, that that was interesting because when he came out, because before we saw the big return, when when the match started, I was like, they're really extending this after Randy lost clean? Because, of course, I had no idea who the big, you know, the big return was going to be. But I'm very happy to see that that was not the case by the end of the match. Yeah, I think what they did was the right thing, even though I think that match would have been faster paced. Kofi Kingston needed to beat Randy Orton for his reign. Yes. For his reign, he needed to beat Randy Orton. And Randy Orton, man, this is... This year has been the uh, most I've enjoyed Randy Orton in a long time. In a long time. I'm cool if he channels Brock Lesnar and is like, you know what, I'm just going to do 40 sing bombs in a match. Mm-hmm. I like it. I dig it. That's, that's, that's his thing. New Day dominates this match as we go to commercial. And we come back to just some great heel work. Revival and Orton fit well, so well yep, together here. They really do. And Orton tosses Xavier over the top rope, sing bombs him. Things come unglued, and Orton and Revival try the shatter or KO, but can't do it. Xavier does that big elbow drop onto Dash. Kofi hits Dawson with a trouble in paradise for the win. Uh, I'll say this. Good match, good work, too much of it during the commercial, Alex. During the commercials. Sure, they had yes. two, two commercial breaks seemed, in this match. Seemed like they were way close together, too. Yeah, it's something they were too close together, but it also felt like by the end, by the time I got we got to the end of this thing, we found out what this was all leading to. I was like, you you basically took a quarter of your two hour show and did it to a, for a six man tag match, which I'm assuming is going to probably lead to more things between the revival and the new day, I guess. But Randy's out, so you did this whole six man tag match as kind of a farewell to this feud because you're immediately moving Kofi to something else. 
Uh, it just it felt like there was too much time spent on this thing. It didn't need to be so long. Maybe they were running short or, you know, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I, I did like all of the heel work. I think this is all very great. Uh, um, it, it, all of it made sense. I don't love that the Revival get the tag straps back and immediately start taking pinfalls. So every, like, it's every tag every, team this week. Yeah, well, that's All true. of them. Bobby Roode lost a singles match. Alexa and Nikki lost. Not only that, Nikki and Alexa lost like their third out of fourth match. And then them too. I don't like this shit, man. I, I wasn't here last night, but I, I would have told you that as much as I love Braun... I don't love him coming out and single-handedly destroying the two best tag teams you have currently because it shows that you don't think the tag teams are good at all because four of them couldn't beat Braun. And I understand you want to protect Braun, but you you just made him lose clean the night before. It's a weird deal. So yeah, they don't care about tag teams. So the yes, the only, the only purpose that a lot of uh, tag teams have uh, is, um, is that... Uh, they they win the title and then they immediately start losing losing non title matches until the next team becomes champion and then they lose all their non title matches. I just feel like there'd be a great you know a great way of getting something better if that you know, you actually booked your champions like champions for once. So this was a good match. Far too much of it during the commercial. I'm with you on the the revival point. Got it. Gotta build them as champions. Gotta build them as champions. Then, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Now, there was a hush over the crowd, and let's be honest, when Brock Lesnar comes out, it's not usually a, oh boy, it's Brock thing. That's not usually what it is. This felt like a, is Brock really here type of reaction? Yes, it did. It felt like there was gonna, they were going to pump the music, and then out would come Paul Heyman to give some kind of sermon about something we wouldn't see Brock. I was shocked that Brock was here. Yeah, and Brock was there and challenges Kofi Kingston via Paul Heyman to a match on the debut episode of Fox. Brock Lesnar has not wrestled on TV or cable uh, outside of pay-per-view or special events and live events since 2004. This is big. Yeah. This is a big one. This is a thing that I have always... Mentioned on this show, Alex, hey, you want to maybe pop a rating? Throw Brock on there. Great on everybody who decided to do this. Yes. Um, We'll talk more about the possibilities of how that match will unfold, but without a doubt, this is a big, big match. I had said this was the biggest match for SummerSlam. Yeah. And for a SmackDown in October... Yeah, damn right. This is this is huge, Alex. Well, this is this is they're pulling out all the stops to get people to come and, and watch the first show on on network because you got to pop a bigger rating than whatever your two point five is uh, on on a network. So um, that's the way to do it is you get Brock going up against a beloved champion who's trying to extend his reign. We all want to see Kofi win, uh, and everyone believes Kofi's going to lose. So everyone's going to want to watch, tune in and watch. It's, 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 it's perfect. I will say one thing. Uh, did Brock's hair look extra swoopy to you? Looked extra it looked like, gravesy to me. Yeah, it looked like his graves has shaved his head. Yeah. So I think like he, he took, he, he just shaved his head, kept the scalp, and then just Brock affixed it to his head there. Um, it was different for me. I, fine. You know, it's nothing new. Brock comes in. He's like, hey, no, it's cool. I'm just here to talk. And then F5's a guy. That's kind of what he does. Um, I am uh, interested in where this is going. I think this, though, might portend something for the future. I don't know um, where we're going to do with go-home smackdowns for the pay-per-view, considering it's two days later. You could do a lot of cool stuff with a big match that that should be on the pay-per-view yes. on Sunday is actually on that Friday and lead into the weekend. That might be the case here because I think Kofi win or lose, like I feel like whoever whoever comes out of Friday with the ch- the championship probably isn't then yeah. wrestling on Sunday. You said that on Twitter, like that's yeah. probably their match for the weekend, yeah. and that's not us reporting anything. But I agree, like that would that would make sense. And let's be honest, the main event of the first SmackDown on Fox yes. against Brock Lesnar is bigger than whatever they would have yep. had him do at Hell in a Cell. Even yep. if it were in Hell in a Cell, right. I think it's bigger. I think that, I mean, 
I don't think a ton of people are going to be retro-reviewing the first ever Hell in a Cell, or, or the 2019 Hell in a Cell in like 15 years. But they might retro-review, oh, remember the time there was that draft, and there was the Brock Lesnar-Kofi match, mm-hmm. and it was their move to the Fox era. I mean, we did it, we did it for uh, two SmackDowns that launched on UPN 20 years right. ago. We got one of them coming to Fightful soon, so make sure you guys check that out. But uh, this is... This is a good move. I think it's a brilliant move. Uh, also, Nabil Chadari says, Alex, color commentator with an eight on Fightful. See you on AEW, pal. I, I think he's challenging you. Okay. These I'll, people I'll, don't I'll like I'll you. I'll be there. But that's fine. That's, but thank that's you okay. for, your, for your donation. Demon Diva says, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Beastie's back. Tell a friend. Heart emoji, beastie for champ forever. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't know that she makes like six figures annually right. in her day job, yeah. I would just say that she's a troll. Yeah, but I know better, and yeah. she's still a troll. Yeah, she is. Um, the, when she says, uh, you know, beastie is champ, I don't, I don't know anything, and obviously, I, I made a, I made a, a, a joke on Twitter that didn't come off as a joke to a lot of people. Uh, looks like Fox wants Brock to be champ. Because like, you know how what? many people I've had say that. Oh my god! It's like, listen, it's whatever. Like, it. it do they think that? Do, does somebody out there, some executive, think that Brock being the champion on SmackDown will get more eyes on the product than if Kofi was? Maybe. I don't know. Do I think that person has influence? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying this is a major deal to have this match here. And also, somebody just casually dropped this as a, as a reply to one of my tweets. Does this mean we're going to get Brock Lesnar versus The Fiend at, Summer, at Survivor Series? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, the implications of that. Would, <laughs> would, would Brock, like, let The Fiend go over? Like, would that be a thing that Brock would do? Because it would make The Fiend forever. Like, that's a weird thing. Like, all that stuff. But all, all it becomes is after that weekend, that Hell in a Cell weekend, like the the fall and everything beyond it could be wide open with the possibilities to for this to be a very interesting new era of WWE with the Fo- with the Fox move from SmackDown and all the things that could happen out of that weekend in the ring. So I'm I'm just looking forward to it. I, I want it to be good. L- listen, the thing with my negativity, I always want the product to be better, and that's and that's it. If, if it's better and I don't get to cover it, that's fine. I'll, I'll still enjoy watching it because it'll be a good product. Justin Lopez says, I'm looking ahead, but it looks like we might get be getting Fiend versus Brock at Survivor Series if they do the brand supremacy gimmick this year. Well, yeah. Alex addressed that, so thank you for your super chat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> much appreciated. Nabil Chittery says, no, no, no. My previous comment was 100% out of love. You talked him out of the match, Alex. Excellent. Hey, well, you know, I, I, I do what I can. An intimidating figure. Yeah, yes. Eric Rowan does an interview. See, a lot of people were like, oh, I love this. I love the content of it, saying he's not a background player. The yeah. delivery of this was absolute garbage. Saying, yeah. you see... Every no, single that is that is just bad. I don't want to say stupid because then some people will be like they'll tag Rowan and be like, "Sean said you're stupid." It's not what I'm saying. I'm no. saying that saying you see all the time isn't yeah. realistic. It makes me be like, "Oh, fake." No. no, that's bad. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But I did, I did love the content. I like that Rowan says I'm not, I'm not anybody's, you know, bodyguard anymore. Like I'm the guy in charge of this. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll see more where where this goes from here on out. But a lot of it is like, well, why why did you attack Roman? Why did why did you like you? you somebody said, well, you might might be attempted manslaughter. It's like Roman doesn't matter. I just did it to scare him. Wait 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 wait. So this whole thing we've been watching for a month, the whole thing with oh. your lookalike and everything, that was just to scare Roman, and, and it then- didn't really matter. It was just a, a way to put yourself over as. A, so it wasn't about murdering Roman. It was just about advancing yourself. Okay. But the whole... the we whole had no answer about that friggin' twin either. No. no well, here's the thing, uh, Sean. We're never going to get things. Oh, that, let us never speak of him again, according to them. We'll, we'll talk about at the end of this, at the end of tonight, what somebody else was never speaking of again. Hey, but, I... Yeah. 
I know for a fact that at least one WWE writer watches this show. Please hit me up yeah. in my DMs, and they're open because <laughs> they, they don't follow me for reasons. But <laughs> as Big E stated, did you say that interview with Big E? <laughs> Big E was like, I go to your Twitter. I lurk around. He's like, I don't follow you, though. And I'm like, yeah, I know you don't. Uh-huh. I know. But uh, I'm aware. Yeah. Just tell me. Well, what was what was with the twin? I would love yeah. to know. I've poked around. I've tried to ask. I Ah oh, man. But Michael Cole was like, You tried to kill him. Yep. Man. Ali and Zane, so I reported this week, uh Ali got like some high marks for his match with Elias. Like oh, well, real. I'm, I'm I'm glad. Like Kevin Dunn, Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon high marks. That's awesome. Let's see what they do with him coming coming out of that. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And they said, I believe that I can't remember who it was. I was told said that he got Ollie, or Elias's best match out of him, but they thought a lot of Elias as well. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, he's out there. Zayn and Nakamura attack him, hit the Kinshasa. That's about it. Sami Zayn does some trolling. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, well, for one thing, I, I, I want to say I, I don't think I've ever loved Sami Zayn more than this version of his heel character, the one who, who talks for Nakamura. And, and I love, honestly, I love the, the fake the fake neck brace thing. There was this one amazing yeah. touch as he was speaking. He was like in the middle of a sentence, got into the ring. And it's like, and that's when I was like, ow. Anyway, I was like, like the way he just, he just threw in the ow was perfect. Um, but listen, I, I love that, that there are reports from you that major people loved uh, Ali's match uh, with Elias and were putting him over huge. Um, and it's great that after uh, an unexplained hiatus last week, he's back now on TV. That's awesome. And I, I would say now he can have his Intercontinental title match he never got versus Nakamura because, again... Nakamura and Zayn are in the business of attacking future challengers unprovoked. So let's see where this leads to. I mean, does all that praise from a few weeks ago lead to an icy title run with Ali? If so, great, that's an end to it. If it only leads to him having more great matches in which he loses, to a lot of fans, he'll just be seen as a loser. So we got to figure out where this, this, all this praise for him looking so great in defeat will eventually look look lead to him looking so great in victory. Kevin Owens comes down through the crowd, and Corey Graves is channeling his best Eric Bischoff on the first Nitro when Luger showed up. Get the camera off him! It sounded like he was just reading straight from the script. Yeah, it did. That Eric Bischoff did. Backstage, we see Shane McMahon served papers. He comes out, and he says the papers are for a 25 million dollar lawsuit because i mean of course you always go way 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 above and hope that you can settle for much less kevin owens says that shane attacked him last week when he was an official and got him to go against his beliefs and what he wanted to do by holding that one hundred thousand dollar fine over his head now i dig this alex money as we've mentioned is becoming more of a factor in wwe more of a motivating thing why do these people fight? Why do they care about winning? Why do they care about losing? Well, uh, for that reason. What I would like to see now is situations like this Charlotte and Sasha thing where, well, why, why would Bailey run in? Why would it matter if Sasha's just going to lose this match via DQ anyway? Well, you establish. You get paid more if you pin or submit somebody right. than if you get DQ'd or counted out. So mm-hmm. Bailey's just being an asshole. That, that sure. I would love that being established. And like we've said, it takes one Corey Graves comment at the top of a match, and yeah. I love that he did that. It set up so much of this. Owens says that he's going to sue Shane, and then I think he said he fired him. My, or admittedly, my direct TV went out a little bit here. No, he, catching all that. He's suing him for wrongful termination. He's got an Iron Clan clause, uh, case because he didn't, didn't do anything. Like he was, he said, yeah. if he, he, he tapped, Shane tapped out. Like Kevin didn't even call for the bell. The bell rang because Shane tapped, tapped out. So yeah. you can't fire him for that. He did his job. He even fast counted and Gable was able to kick out. So there you go. Um, but he's got an ironclad case. 
I think that this is this is interesting. It's a it's a different set to go to. I don't love that we're at around Hell in a Cell time still doing from two years ago the Kevin Owens versus Shane O'Mac story. But you know maybe this leads to something fun. Uh, he says that in the, the in the in the papers, if Kevin wins his case, he gets to fire Shane McMahon. But I, I d- does does the if he wins the case, does he then become like COO of the company and he gets to fire? I don't understand how that works, but okay, yeah, it should be fun. I, I just I I do love that Kevin is is fighting back. I do too, and not just taking it. Um, there was a lot of speculation. Ooh, this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This means he can go to NXT. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. That would be an amazing thing for NXT to have, but I don't know if that that's the route they're going to go. We need more cowbell, says, Starcade returns December 1st per WWE Twitter. Are you going? I'm not. It's in Duluth. It's not in Cincinnati this time. Uh, mm. But the one in Cincinnati was really good. I It's it's outstanding. I would not be surprised if the turnout in Cincinnati for last year's Starcade, uh, I think I said Starcast, but yeah, Starcade, is pro- likely, in my opinion, one of the reasons why Cincinnati is getting a December 26th house show. Because they don't just throw those out to jabroni cities. That's New York and Detroit and Chicago. And Cincinnati this year? That's that's wild. I'm definitely going to that, though. Um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, they're doing that on the network. A one-hour special. Sure, whatever. I'll, mm-hmm. do a, I'll do a Fightful Select review for it. Joshua Taylor says... Fiend will lose in Hell in a Cell because Undertaker seeks revenge for Kane. Thoughts? I don't think Undertaker's character gives a shit. No, he doesn't get anything a shit about uh, about Kane. But uh, he might give a shit that he that Bray kind of called him out with that eleven nineteen yeah. thing. You know that might be it. Um, if if and if that's how they get Bray through his first uh, title match without having the Fiend have to have to lose fine and you protect Rollins that way somehow whatever like they, they've done this before they had a they had that there was a Brock Seth match a while ago where Undertaker you know Undertaker's dong hit and he showed up and he and he attacked Brock and then that Brock Seth feud like just dematerialized for years yeah so maybe that's what they're going to do with, with Bray who knows uh I, I we'll see where this whole thing goes I will say I wasn't able to talk about it last night all the stuff they're doing with, with the only time you ever see Bray live, like in the arena, is as the Fiend. I hope that stays forever. We should only ever see him as the Mr. Rogers character on the Jumbotron. Yeah. And when the Fiend comes, it's got to come like he did. Like, just wait. Hmm. Come like he did is not what I meant to say. <laughs> um, it's got to happen. If like you want to come like a Fiend. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, it's good. Just it was great. kidding. It was great. It was great, 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 great. I'll say this. Uh, we get the UC from Sasha Banks. She's got to eliminate that, too. Cut she it does. out. She does. Uh, Bailey is a lot more natural on her promos, though. She really is. She's gotten a lot better. Offset introduces Charlotte Flair. Very cool. Ric Flair is there to support her as well. Charlotte starts out in this match strong. Their first singles match against one another since uh, early 2007. Which is wild because I remember seventeen, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, wow, that would be special. That would be really interesting. But yeah, I remember their matches being one of the first great things that like yeah. you and I covered together yes. on Raw. Like their feud, I loved their hot potato of the title. Yeah, me too. It, it it made both of them yeah seem like seem like they were abs. Like we complain about fifty fifty booking a lot when it's the title. But when it's the titles, when it's like back and forth and like. On any given night, I might be better than you, and you might be better than me. Let's do this until we can't do it anymore. Uh, I mean, um, if you got if you have two people whose work I respect and I respect both of them in the ring, then I'm I'll, I'd watch that for months. And we did, and it was so good, so good. They were so do you, good. Together. Do you respect Offset's work? Um, that's the thing. I'm old and not super into hip hop. If you had told me Migos is in the ring, I'd have been like, oh yeah, that guy. 
But I didn't I didn't know who Offset was by his name. I didn't know that was. The so thing. now you do. You know now now, now I do, and I I respect his work tremendously. Okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I listen to classic rock, man. I'm an I'm an old dude. I listen to a little bit of everything, but yeah. Uh, Bailey is looming outside. Charlotte Flair hits a nice exploder, turns a Hurricane Rado into a Boston Crab. I didn't know which way that was going to go at first. Looks like a power bomb. Look, because she does that sit down power bomb, and I like that that they swing around a little bit, and it, it makes sense because then the other person wouldn't know what she's going to do. Will she do the sit down power bomb? Will she do the Boston Crab? Uh, that's, yeah. that's how it. I like that. happens. The moonsault hits outside into both women. Sa- Sasha and Charlotte both roll through into a figure four, and Bailey attacked. This probably would have hit recommended viewing for me um, if it had an actual finish. Yeah. But it didn't. This was fine, but it served for one thing, really, to get Carmella out there. And I'll tell you what. One, I'm thrilled Carmella is back. Welcome back, Carmella. Yeah. I have an interview with her coming up soon. She's wonderful. She's great. Glad she's back in the ring. It's been a while. They they played up the history of Carmella and Bailey on commentary a little bit, but Carmella didn't attack Bailey, just Sasha, and the kicks were a little bit off. But she pushed Bailey, <laughs> and Bailey took this big ass bump. Yeah, she shouldn't have. She, she should have just she, like felt fallen into the ropes or something. She shouldn't have taken the bump. Shouldn't have taken the bump. It, it made it look worse than it. I understand her intentions were good. Right. She wants to make Carmella look right, as right, good right. as possible. But it was it was a nudge, not a shove. No, and, and I I think I mean I could excuse it if I thought to myself she was just so shocked by it because I love the face she made looking up from sitting on 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 the canvas looking up at Carmella like what are you doing? Like I'm still me. I'm still Bailey. Like Bailey's thing this whole time has been like I'm still Bailey. I'm just running with my best friend Sasha and my other best friend Carmella pushed me like why like i'm still it's still me i didn't turn heel i'm just yeah. me that's, i think that that's, that's, that's what I love. really cool as a nuance and now we get some more stuff between her and carmella that can that can be there where they can have a little grudge thing and I, but i i love that bailey's basically in denial about like what her aligning herself with sasha like now at this point has 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 done to her in many people's eyes and I think that's really cool because she wouldn't see that from the inside. And I think that, that that maybe like Carmella attacking her like this, like giving her a shove, like maybe it's like, wait, what's going on? Like, I don't I don't understand any of this. I think that's a so really cool thing for her. What they need to do next week, need to, they got to pull footage from Breaking Ground. Yeah. Pull footage from Breaking Ground, Bay Mella. Because yeah. we got people in our live chat right now saying, I didn't understand the significance. One small yeah. comment on commentary doesn't quite do it like the money thing um, that we mentioned. When yeah. you're really hammering this home, people on screen only know that Bailey is friends with the horsewomen and sometimes enemies of them and teamed with Sasha. A lot of them do not realize that Bailey and Carmella are real life best friends. And yeah. I mean this this was a tag team I was calling for for a while. And yeah. Hopefully they play it up and they mention it and they say uh, Carmella has to say that, uh, or they make they got to make something out of this. They got to make something out of this. Yes, uh, I do. I'm just thrilled that Carmella's back. And even if it's for a short term thing before the draft, good. She got really good in the ring, re- to the point to where was it earlier this year or was it last year? We were talking about her and the was it. Last year, it's been a year since that. It's been a year, yeah, yeah. My God, has it really? Yeah, I I gotta look that up. Since, quite frankly, we talked about her carrying Charlotte through a match. She did. She really did. Charlotte came back like that, and that's not something that you and I take lightly. Because let's be honest, people will get on the they'll hit that little clickety clack machine and troll us about anything. Yeah, and. Yeah, it was on. Well, they had a match on in April, and they had, yeah, several last summer. And yeah. she carried Charlotte Flair to some good matches when Charlotte Flair came back. Right, and we haven't seen her wrestle a ton since then because no. she's been doing the R Truth thing, and that's okay because that's been great. Oh man, 
That's wild. Uh, I, I won't say who reported it because I haven't been sent the link yet. Um, and I don't want to like credit or discredit somebody based on that. But uh, Julian Weeks says, It's being reported that KO would be on NXT tomorrow. Have you heard anything about that? Do you think it's happening? I have not heard anything about that. I do not know if it's going to happen. Uh, I mean... I can try to find out, but uh, there's a good chance that nobody in NXT is going to tell me no. anything about yeah. that today. And, and they should. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. That I, they... Sorry, as I see, um, it, it is listed on, uh, well, okay, Mike Johnson did not report that. A lot of people are saying that he reported that. He did not. He, he just said that he would expect it if he were a betting man, so. Don't that's, like that's very different. <laughs> very, very different. Very different. Uh, I would say if if there it, it would be a smart thing to do for them to try to get as many of the NXT alums who are who are in positions of prominence on the main roster, the quote unquote main roster, to show up during the first couple shows of NXT to be like, hey, you know you, you know these guys you you watch on Monday and Tuesdays? They came from here. Now, we'll talk about that later, where they keep saying, hey, this guy used to be a champion. Too bad now he's jobbing out to people. Like, that doesn't show a lot of good things to, uh, to uh, you know, as a comparison to, to NXT. But, but um, yeah, in, in, in Kevin's case, like, he showed up there and was immediately a star. And, it, and while he was still NXT champ, he pinned John Cena clean on the main roster. Yeah. That's... One of your number one NXT success stories is Kevin Owens. If he does show up, you can you can draw on that and say that's where this guy came from. Is now what this is where he is now. He's doing programs with the son of the boss. That's a major thing. Even if I don't like the program, the fact that he's in that spot is a major deal for him. Yeah, uh, I I would love to see. Um, I I would love to see that. Who knows if it'll happen, but. I wouldn't put it past WWE to slide one big star mm-hmm. over there. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, hey, ECW back in the day, they they immediately like, of course, Rob Van Dam was over there and all that. But mm-hmm. Kurt Angle and Big Show were yeah. sent over to that brand because they thought that it would help them out. And unfortunately, they didn't qu- get quite what they wanted out of Kurt Angle. No. We had the. Uh, oh, by the way. Sasha Banks has got to beat some people up. She's been booked, quite frankly, like Warren yeah. said, as a chump since she came back. And that yeah. she can't get her ass whipped all the time. Otherwise, no. she's not relevant there, and that's not okay. She's yeah. very good. Yeah. Anything? Cool. We're good. No, no, no. You don't have to rant. You don't have to rant. I, I'm not, I wasn't going to rant. I was going to agree with your point and say that, that there is an absolute hierarchy yeah. among the top people, and she is below Charlotte. She'll always be below Charlotte in their minds. So Charlotte beating her and about to tap her isn't a weird thing to them, even though Sha- Sasha is in a major program with versus Becky Lynch, who I also think kind of up until this past year was definitely yeah. way below Charlotte in their totem pole. You know who should be on NXT tomorrow? Who's that? Bo Dallas jobbing out. Yeah, man, that's not great. You got you to gotta have Bo Dallas jobbing out. One of the, the, the longest reigning NXT champions of all time. You you, you had you, you say Bo Dallas, by the way, former NXT champ. One of the longest reigning of all time. Here he is losing in two minutes as part of a tag team to Heavy Machinery. If you who seen, were not the NXT tag champs at any point during their run there, I had yeah, posted an exclusive story on FightfulSelect.com that I think it was a week or two ago. They had planned on an Ember Moon Liv Morgan dark match, and then it got nixed because. Apparently, Vince did not want Liv out there until she was repackaged, and they were just like, all right, who's ready to go? B-team, go, go, go. Uh-huh. Heavy machinery, are you ready? And they were like, well, we're wearing shorts and tank tops, but yeah. <laughs> so they wrestled a match in shorts and tank tops. And usually nice. WWE doesn't send people out there cold because uh, the last time they did that, something catastrophic happened, quite frankly, and yeah. uh, I got sued for it. So, um yeah, if you've seen one heavy machinery match, you've seen them all. But I'm glad they're getting wins over actual tag teams. Well, now uh, uh, Otis is wrestling without a shirt, like no singlet, just just trunks pulled up to his belly button, and he's doing a little uh, gyrating and jiggling in the ring. And I'm watching him and go like, you know, basically, like basically, Otis has my physique, except he can bench press a car. 
Like, so that, that's just amazing that that dude uh, obviously likes more than just steaks with his weights. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he's, he's that strong. So that's good for him. Astros J says, any idea for Survivor Series women's tag? I don't have a clue. They don't have a clue right now. Here's the thing. I was talking to Nikita Krylov fan off the air, and I was like, they have a few weeks to not screw this draft up. Yeah, they do. Like they screwed up the superstar shakeup, and like they, they screwed up the wild card rule. They screwed yeah. them both up real bad. Yeah, they had multiple opportunities to the point to where they just said, "To hell with it, anything goes," and it made for some real lame programming this summer. Yep. So, any idea for? I mean, my idea. Horsewoman versus horsewoman is my idea. Yeah, definitely. As, as inexperienced as the MMA horsewoman can be at times, you have four real polished workers on the other end. Right. That's, that's my thing. However, Ronda Rousey's finger met a car door and almost came apart, and I don't think she's going to exactly right. uh, Jason Pierre Paul it out there or anything like no. that. But, mm, man, and... The, the other thing is you don't have enough other people that are over. No, you don't. Because what, what are you going to do? You're going to have the Kabuki Warriors team up with Bliss and Cross to face them? No. Nope. No. I don't no. know, man. They, that's, they, they that's won't why, get other people over. No, they don't. And I, like, you, have, you, have, you have several weeks between Hell in the Cell and, and you have over a month. That's rare in these days. Between pay-per-views, you have well over a month between... Uh, almost six weeks, six weeks between uh, October 6th and November 20th to, to, to build up some other people. I say it's really, I mean, you don't have to have horsemen versus horsemen because they all hate each other right now. So you have Sasha and Bailey plus two partners of their choosing versus, uh, Becky and Charlotte versus two partners of their choosing. The partners all go out first, one, two, three, four. And then you just have this awesome tag match between those four. And you let them you let them really work and be great. And you can do that. You can make that your premier women's match at Survivor Series, and it, it could be it could be good, really good. We have the coronation. I, I dig Graves worshiping Corbin. He sure. has a pinky ring, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uses all the corny terminology, and it gets even cornier. He brings out Chad Gable and makes a bunch of short jokes. The stupid short jokes. Oh, yeah. as good. And I mean, the thing is, Corbin did win this with honor. He didn't cheat. No, he, that's the thing. He won this entire tournament clean as a sheet. Yeah, never. He never cheated. The one, the one thing he did was uh, shit can uh, ricochet over the barrier and steal his steal his pin. But that happens in every legal. threat match. It's, it's legal. totally legal. Yeah. So you can say he did. Oh, you cheated. They didn't cheat. No, totally legal. legal. So he 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 totally won clean all of his things, which makes this whole thing of like we should hate Baron Corbin. For that horrible thing he did to Chad Gable. Well, no, he just beat Chad Gable. It was a great match. It was a great match. But Chad Gable lost clean. Like, I, I put on Twitter, Workaholics had like a, a joke board in their writers' rooms of stuff that they were like, do not put this on our show. Never put, like, tell me how you really feel. People who say oh, that, yeah. you're corny. And, and like, they would be like, don't put any jokes like this on mm-hmm. there. Like how how you'll see uh, people on Twitter, you need to be like Elsa and let it go. Ooh. Shit's not funny. It's not funny. Nope. nope. Short jokes, they're not funny. Yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Uh, Chad Gable whipped Baron Corbin's ass, broke all the King of the Ring stuff, which I'm thrilled about because you don't need it. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, the accolade of being King of the Ring is what matters. And Chad Gable gets a huge pop and really sold Stump in that crown. And Corbin sold it great, too. Yep, yep. All that stuff was great after the dumb short jokes. Corbin was really looking forward to wearing that crown and robe around and sitting in that throne and carrying the scepter. His Twitter he was really looking forward to it. It would have been. Uh, uh, but I, I do love that they got rid of all that stuff because the last guy that won King of the Ring was Wade Barrett. Who had who became King Barrett and had to wear that crap all over the place. And then when he teamed with Stardust, he became the Cosmic King. Remember that shit? No, I Him? don't because so little of it happened on programming that I actually watched. <laughs> it was it was it was so bad. And on it, but the, the guy that Wade Barrett beat 
to become King of the Ring was Neville. Babyface never held the title at that time in, on the main roster, Neville, which is basically the same size discrepancy as Corbin versus Gable. Oh, and, after, and after Neville lost that match, he faded into obscurity. And I was worried that was going to happen to Gable because everyone was rooting for Neville to win that match too. And he lost. I'm so happy they're running with Gable as being the foil to evil King Corbin. And, I think you know, worked. the thing is bad news. Barrett would have continued and been so much better. Would have been. And an immediately heel turned King Neville would have yeah. been so good. Because yeah. he's such an asshole, man. He is. But... Oh, man. You're small. People will root for you. Yeah. It would be funny if he just went around calling everybody small. <laughs> like King Neville ran around. You yeah. little pissant. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Astro so J said, I meant the titles because they do champ versus champ plus five versus five. Well, right. I mean, you got to figure in that women's Survivor Series match that it – or the women's – the champion versus champion match that it would be one of the horsewomen, but I don't know that they're doing that yet. Have they right. announced that? No, they haven't announced it. Everyone's assuming it, which is why they're when we know what happens. So when you assume. Here's Sasha. the thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you show me to throw a couple names out there, I'm going to say Sasha Banks and probably uh, Charlotte. Right. Although it would be good and awkward if they had it Sasha Banks versus Bailey right there. It will be. That would be an interesting wrinkle to it. But here's the thing. If I'm WWE, I piss off with that entire concept, except right. for the newly formed SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series elimination match and put yeah. something on the line there. Because otherwise, you're just extending the no, wild no. card no. horse shit for another month and a half. Brand supremacy Ugh. is the death of of Survivor Series. I hate it. Something's gotta be on the line. I don't care what it is. Soul survivors get title shots, whatever it is. Exactly. Got to do something because I I don't believe that anybody on Raw who just got there six weeks prior really cares more about Raw than they do about SmackDown, which they were on six, seven weeks prior. I don't believe that. That's, 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 a, that's a construct you've created that I don't buy into. Give me something that's got to have – because those matches, those five-on-five five elimination matches can be fire, but yeah. they need something behind it. Otherwise, it's all for naught. Daniel Bryan comes out. People are chanting his name, and he says, a lot of the same people that chanted his name thought that he attacked Roman Reigns, and he understands why. But he treated Rowan as an equal and as his friend – because Rowan is his friend. Now, that being said, he did slap the shit out of Rowan over and over again. Well, yeah. He Rowan, hates liars, Sean. Yeah. Rowan comes out and said that Brian wanted him to be a puppet. And I, man, I hate Rowan's delivery. Uh, it's yeah. so bad. It's not great. I mean, there, I mean, uh, there's a reason why they didn't give a lot, him a lot to say when he was with Bray Wyatt. But, I mean, hey, <laughs> let's be honest. They, they haven't given EC3 a lot to say, and that guy can talk his ass off. Oh, Jesus, I'm, I keep thinking I, I really, I really miss, <laughs> I so, really miss him. You hey, know? since since I have the ability to do this, and I don't know that you'll be able to hear this, and hopefully WWE doesn't like flag this. Carmella explaining why it is that uh, enough was enough for her. Carmella, uh, we just witnessed a very unlikely assist. Let's by see. You. Okay, it's not nearly loud enough for me to run on here. But oh, in, the too bad. in the future, I'll be able to do that with some clips after I figure some stuff out. But she does explain on WWE Digital why she came out there. Good. That's a start. Good. Yep. So Brian says that there's nothing physically worse that Rowan can do to him than crushing their friendship, which I, did, I laughed at. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be. No, the thing about about Dan O'Brien that I that I really really enjoyed is when he comes out and he says, "Listen, um, a lot of the same people here, like as you said, uh, were booing me before or thought I thought I and I and I didn't, but I understand why you thought that. But here's the thing: no matter what I've said, I've never lied to any of you. And again, that is one of those things that's consistent about Daniel Bryan." He's never, like, been out there scheming and lying to people. He's always, he believes, been telling the truth. And that's a major deal. So that, so that this thing, he's been a heel. And some people said things people didn't want to hear. But that didn't mean he was lying to them. 
And that's a big difference. And I think that that actually translates into this, where it's going to make a much easier transition for him to go back to being a babyface, because he, you know, because we, he was never really lying to us the whole time. Well, Daniel Bryan's an idiot. His character, not, yes. not the actual person, because right. he wasn't looking around for Luke Harper. No, we saw been. a couple days ago. It didn't make any sense. Reigns makes a save and kicks asses, but it doesn't last long because he's laid out. Security is thrown on the exposed floor, and Reigns is hit with a barricade, a piece of the barricade. Yeah. That was cool. And Brian is put through the table with the old Bludgeon Brothers finish. Um, hey, at least they don't have to wear those dumbass outfits anymore. That's true, the dumbass outfits. A couple of things. Those security guys, like a lot of them look like they were high school sophomores. <laughs> they were really kids. small dudes. There, there were some real 1994 Jeff Hardys in there. <laughs> But I will also say this. Did you happen to notice when they were preparing the table for the for the table spot? Like Luke Harper just chucked Tom Phillips into the barricade and, and Phillips spent the last minute and a half of the broadcast just lying there in the fetal position. And neither Corey nor Byron made any mention of it. They're like, he's gone. He's gone. Just leave him. We got to get out of here ourselves. Like they never they didn't say, hey, Tom, are you OK over there? Can can you can. Say something. Can we hear you? Nope. No. Nope. Tom is just lying there, dead, like a fish, and they didn't even mention it. I thought that was hilarious. That was SmackDown. We got one more on Tuesday nights. Then it's Friday from here on out. Wow. I you know I can't wait for that. I'm super excited about that. Oh boy. <laughs> My Fridays. It's not yep. enough that UFC takes up every single Saturday no, of my life. No, that's and, true. and don't get me wrong. Unlike Alex, I do like all you people. <laughs> I do. Hey, I, I didn't say I don't like them. They seem like wonderful people. I can't miss them. I've never met them. It's just a thing. Yes. You know. Zachary Zaram says, was Daniel Bryan have a, having a seizure after going through that table? Very scary looking how he sold that. Daniel Bryan is a troll. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I, no, Dan Bryan the, loves to make us think he's really hurt. Him and Alexa Bliss do that very well. Yeah. Like, Alexa will always grab her head and pretend she's, like, I don't want to say pretend she's got a concussion, but no, 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 but still, I, I can't say 100% right now because I haven't talked to anybody yet what, if anything, happened to Daniel Bryan. But he he looks like he loves to do that. He'll take, yeah. like, one bump on his leg and he'll hold his neck like, ah! And I'm like, you son of a bitch. He's very, very <laughs> smart with that. I, yep. I really like it. Uh, Brian Medina says, what about NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown at Survivor Series? Five on five. That's way too many people. You yeah. could maybe do three on three on three. Yeah. And that would make a lot of sense to me in November. That would yeah. make sense to me. But Because, yeah. uh, I mean, at this point, let's be honest. NXT is legitimately being presented a, a similar opportunity as every other brand here. Yeah, I, I don't know how all this shakes out, but you could absolutely sell me a ticket to an arena to watch a three-on-three-on-three, nine-man tag or whatever, if the three teams were uh, FTRKO, The New Day, and uh, Undisputed Era. You could you could you could definitely sell me a ticket to watch Man, some of that. It, it bums me out that we won't ever get the Shield versus Undisputed Era. No, we won't. Nope. I mean, honestly, it would just be like, how how can we stack three small guys in a row so Rowan can spear all of them at the same time? That's well, going to be basically the well, whole match. Is fortunately, be built that there's spot. four people on the team, so you can add that's, another one. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you guys subscribe. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross at follow us at Fightful and Fightful Online. Like I mentioned, uh FightfulSelect.com is our most uh direct way to support us. There's a lot of news that drops across the wrestling news world and people aggregate our stuff off of Fightful Select all the time. I do backstage news podcasts once a week where people just pick through that and they'll, they'll post it on their website. I do Q&As every couple of weeks that get aggregated heavily. I drop the Fightful Wrestling Weekly there early. I'm dropping news bits all the time, and you all get them before anybody else does over on FightfulSelect.com. Hey, and you're paying for Alex. You're paying for Denise. You're paying for Jeremy Lambert, for Carlos. Kind of for me, too, I guess. 
But uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys subscribe. Check out our MMA podcast, which we announced today would be going on hiatus after next week. Show us some love today and show us some love next week as we sign off for the midweek show for a while. Still doing post shows. Uh, But uh, show us some love over there as well. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.